0: You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone. Good morning. This is Pastors Richard and Donna Spears here again with a Marriage Minute for yep. this week. I don't know if it's the second or third week in October. I can't believe we're already in October yeah. or heading out of October. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so thank you for joining us today. Just let us know in the comments if, where you're watching from. We want to say hi to you. We want to know uh, that you guys are, are traveling this road in this journey with us. You know, okay. so if you get a chance, like and share our content, um, especially to those close friends of yours that you know are struggling. You know, marriage minute. It, it you know obviously it's not the end all of all things, um, but we we do bring a biblical perspective and a biblical solution to a lot of things that are going on in your marriage. Why? Because we had to do that. We we had to apply the Word of God Didn't we? to our life and to our marriage, and it made it what it is today, and it just keeps getting better and better. Amen. 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 So last week we talked about seven signs of insecurity, seven signs yes. that that you, and hopefully you all out there uh, in Marriage Minute Land, were able to just kind of self-reflect, to look inward, and to say, yep, uh, Three out of seven or four out of seven or seven out of seven. I was probably seven out of seven when, when sure we first started looking. Oh, yeah. um, and as promised today, we're going to bring you three steps, just three steps mm-hmm. um, to dealing with those insecurities, because you know what? Newsflash, you don't have to deal with those the rest of your life. You don't have to live your life with your insecurities till mm-hmm. the day that you die. You know, yeah. we are put on this life to live it abundantly, to live it in victory, from from mountaintop to mountaintop it's not supposed to be a roller coaster ride you know you hear people well i'm going through a valley right now okay well then get yourself out of it with god because it's not supposed to be this turbulence you know god doesn't promise it, it to be perfect we are going to have trials in this life um, but with him we can we can handle it we can go from mountaintop to mount from glory to glory is what the bible says so when we, we we talked about
1: this a little bit last week but when we know that god is for us. And we know that God, uh, if we look back on what God has already done in our life uh-huh, and yeah. that he's faithful, yeah. if he did it, then yeah. he's going to do it again. Yeah, he will do so it again. You, yeah. You may be going through a challenging time in your life and in your marriage right now, but if God did it before and brought you through, won't he do it again? Amen. He's always consistent. He's Amen. always God, faithful. God
0: calls us to be the salt and the light of the earth. Amen. Amen. And, and I'm preaching. Amen. And as believers, as believers, I'm telling you right now, we should be thinking differently, looking differently, Mm -hmm. acting differently, talking differently than the world. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we want to reach the world, but we are called to be uh, not in the world, but of it. Right. Is that right? Yeah. We are of the world, but not in it. That's why it was confusing me. Which means... We don't partake of the things of this world for solutions to our issues that only God has an answer for. As believers, we should be functioning differently. If you look just like your unbelieving uh, brother-in-law, or not saying Tom that you're an unbeliever, <laughs> but uh, but not at all, I'm just joking. Right? You know, then there's a problem. There's a problem. Sure. You need to apply the word of God to your life. Romans two twelve two says. And do mm-hmm. not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do you know the perfect will of God unless you surrender yourself, number one, become, uh, uh, give your life to Jesus and surrender yourself to-, to the will of God? Well, what is the will of God? Get into your Bible. Right. That is the will of God. It will tell you everything you need to know. About your life, so do not conform <clears throat> to this world. Amen. Amen. So once we're saved, right? I think. I think for me, I thought everything. Boom! I'm saved. You know, everything's gonna be be pulled the, out of me. I and got I'm, the download. I'm a walk in, hallelujah! i walk in and yeah. you know, and just loving my life. But that, that my I'm saved. My spirit was saved, but my mind needed some work. I'll tell you, my a life journey. It's a journey. It's right. a journey. So once we're saved, our minds then begin to get renewed. So this is what the journey that we talk about. It's mm-hmm. it's the hard work that you have to do to undo everything the devil did in your life. Give, you know, I, I heard uh, Evangelist Dan say at one point, you know, you gave the devil 20 years of your life. Do you not owe that to God? Not that God would even take a fraction of that to turn mm-hmm. your life around, but we owe God, you know, the opportunity. And so, you know... Our minds get renewed, and the battle is in the mind, and we're still trying to, like, it's this tug-of-war, right? We're conforming <laughs> to the world. This is how I've always done it, but God's like, no, 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 I need you over here to, to think about it this way and look at it, but I want to, you know, this makes me comfortable, even though it's bad for me, but no, yeah. this is the new way. I'm renewing your mind, it, that, and one day, you're just like, oh, my gosh, it clicks, And what happens is you could, you steadfastly and diligently get into the word of God and allow that to renew your mind, allow the word and allow Jesus to do his work in you. Amen. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about our thoughts. God doesn't control our thoughts. The devil doesn't control our thoughts. Oh, we're
1: not robots.
0: (laughs) You are not a robot and God does not control you. Okay. That is probably a big newsflash for, for some people you know, Oh, the God's making me think this or God, or the devil's making me think that. No, you, you're the one that controls what comes into your mind. You're the one that controls what stays there. You're the one that controls what goes out. And it's, 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 it's taking the word of God and resisting the enemy, um, and applying it to your mind.
1: Now you're talking about personal responsibility.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of us want to just you know, play it off and it's somebody else's, which is what we talked about as another sign, is, is blame transfer, blame, you know, uh, scapegoating.
1: Or just the mindset of K sirrah, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Whatever yeah. will be, will be, because yeah. God's sovereign and God controls everything. Well, well actually, no, God gave you choices. <laughs> it's called free will. Right, so, I mean, I, I want to use this example, not because I'm trying to be mean, I'm just trying to give you an example. So, was it God's fault if someone smokes cigarettes and they get lung cancer and they die from lung cancer, was that God?
0: A lot of people want to say it was. No, a person has
1: a choice whether they smoke or there's, not. There's right?
0: consequences for our behavior. There's mm-hmm. consequences for our choices. And
1: so we get to make choices. We have our own free will to make choices, mm-hmm. whether to do right things or wrong things. And I'm not saying to make perfect choices all the time, especially with my eating habits at times, but... Uh, I realize that when I put something in my mouth, I eat a lot of sweets or sugary foods or things like that. I know that's not necessarily good for my health. Mm -hmm. I'm making that choice. Mm -hmm. I can't blame God if down the road I have a heart attack or I have diabetes or something like that based upon the food choices that I make. Mm -hmm. God's not sticking it in my mouth. That's right. I'm doing that. So we have to take personal responsibility for our actions and what we do. And that's a great analogy
0: of we choose what we want to watch we choose what we read we choose what we hear on the radio the songs we listen to we are the ones that are are kind of the gatekeepers if you will mm-hmm. of our mind mm-hmm. we are either allowing uh, the renewing of our mind to happen through God or we are allowing the devil to get in there and just lie to you continually
1: yeah so you've got to when you st- we talk about renewing our mind we're renewing that portion of us because we're a three uh, we are a three entity uh, being, we we have a we have a physical body. Mm-hmm. We have a soul, which represents our 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 mind, our will, and our emotions. And we have a spirit. That is the part that you talked about, that gets renewed when we accept Christ um, as our Lord and our Savior, right? Amen. But the soul, right? So when you're talking about what we see and whatever, so our eyes are a gate to our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our ears are a gate to our mind. That's what has to be renewed. Everything that in our spirit that needed to be perfected, that took place when we gave our life to Christ mm-hmm. and we decided to follow after him. Everything mm-hmm. is absolutely perfect in our spirit, man. What's not perfect is the soulish realm of who we are. That's what has to get renewed. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's thinking right. has yep. to be changed. Yep. So like you said, like when we first gave our life to Christ, we're thinking like, well, everything's going to be great now. (laughs) Actually, yes, it is from an eternal perspective, but then there's the work of renewing the soulish person of who we are and getting that to agree with what this is. Because in my spirit, all this is truth. All of it. But in my soul, it's not there yet. Because I haven't read it, I haven't changed how my mind actually thinks and how it should think, and I have to start to influence how my mind thinks with the word of God. Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I was already kind of moving in, right? <laughs> That's okay. So, you know, we have the ability to, um, expose wrong thinking. Uh, we have the ability to challenge wrong thinking. Absolutely. The way that we believe, uh, by the word of God. Um, and what we think about in our mind, we we can actually start to change how we think. It's very, it's a very powerful thing. That's right. Amen. Um, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Your faith in God in His word cannot increase unless you're absorbing it, unless That's you're right. reading it, unless it's coming into your life through your eye gate, through your ear gate, uh, being influenced by great Bible teachers on you know a number of different subjects we're talking about marriage right now it applies to everything in your life spiritually amen but your mind cannot be renewed unless uh, to the word of god unless you're absorbing that unless exactly. you're taking it, unless you're meditating on the word of god <laughs> jesus said you shall know the truth
0: and the, and truth,
1: the truth shall, shall set, set you free in. so there is an absolute truth a lot of people say well it's my truth it's your truth it's just, you know, do you. Whatever you think is right, do How you. How many
0: phrases we could just do a straw <laughs> poll? Yeah, so How many phrases a, these days that we just are like cringe that, that, when we That hear line it. of
1: thinking means that, you know, I get to decide what truth is. Mm-hmm. And you're basically saying that there is no absolute truth if you actually believe that way. What I'm telling you is, is that there is a final authority, and his, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen and he is truth. He says, I am the truth, I am the way, and I am the life. And so then if he is that, and if you will have that same biblical worldview that we have, the truth is going to come into you, and that gives you the ability to expel the darkness, to expel the values and the systems of this world that have tried to Steer you in a direction that leads you directly to hell. That's right. And it certainly is not going to help you in your marriage. I can guarantee you that. So if you take the advice of the world and what it tells you to do and counsels you in your marriage, it's not going to work. You're going to get the result that the world gets. Just look at Hollywood. Yeah. Nothing but divorce, right? Yeah. So yeah. uh it's 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 not that path that you want to be on. Yeah, the so, Bible is your path to life.
0: Amen. So last week we shared about King Saul. Um, you can read about that in first and second Samuel. Um, we shared about, he was just such an insecure person. Mm -hmm. He was so completely insecure that rather using, uh, that to, as an opportunity for God, he used it to go hand in hand with the, with the enemy. So he allowed Satan to have control of his life. So this week we want to share just really, really quickly. Uh, the opposite of what we see in Saul is what we see in the apostle Paul. Yeah. In 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. <clears throat> Are you going to read that?
1: I'm going to read that. I'm going right. to read it out of the Amplified. It says, Because of the surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I received from God, for this reason, to keep me from thinking of myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, mm-hmm. a messenger of Satan, to torment and harass me, to keep me from exalting... Myself. Verse 8. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Mm. Therefore, I will <clears throat> therefore I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and may dwell in me. Verse 10. So I am well pleased with weaknesses, mm. with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for the sake of Christ, for when I am weak, in human strength then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength.
0: That's such a powerful scripture to read. Thank you for reading that. Yeah. And um, in the that scripture, Second Corinthians uh, 12, 7 to 10, gives us uh, the three steps uh, right there in that scripture. You know, Paul went to heaven. Mm-hmm. He saw amazing things. God yeah. revealed to him so many amazing things, right? Yeah. So many that he just... There were no words to describe it how was it was inexpressible.
1: Yeah,
0: And because of these revelations that God gave him, God gave him a thorn in the flesh. So that is to help him to be humble, mm-hmm. as, the, as the word said, and to not think of myself more important than I should. So what God told uh, the Apostle Paul was, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, you are strong. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of is a lead-in to the three things that we need to look to to deal with the insecurities in our life.
1: Yeah, so there's this, you know, before I mention everyone, there's a dependency, right? Mm-hmm. It's not depending on what Paul can do in his flesh. It's dependent you know, upon what God will do in your weakness.
0: Because that it's important for you to know uh, who Paul was before he... Had the encounter on the road to Damascus. Yeah, and and you can go back and read that yourself. You you know, just really short snippet. He was killing Christians. He yep. stood by Persecuted. the yep. stoning of Stephen and 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 applauded it. You know he
1: was he was holding the cloaks the coats of all of the people who were stoning were, Stephen. He was so he watching was it. he
0: was an evil man and he was self exalting. He he was uh, very egotistical. Uh, he said, "Of those things to brag about and to boast about, I have more than anybody else. Yeah. I have more than anybody else to brag about who I was and what I was before I came to Christ." And and so just he
1: understood Judaism. He understood the yeah, law yeah. Uh, very well. He was a Pharisee. He studied it. He knew it inside and out. And that's why he was persecuting the Christians at the time. Yeah.
0: And so for God to simply say, "Paul, my grace is sufficient for you," and for Paul to say. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. That is a huge heart shift. That's a huge heart attitude change. So Yeah.
1: So, I mean, one thing I want, you know, because I don't know everybody's <clears throat> level of, of Christian understanding. So, just to say this, Paul converted. So, he had a, a miraculous uh, conversion on the road to another city. The Lord came down and spoke to him. And so, all the things we mentioned about Paul, you know, he was persecuting Christians, killing Christians, you know, um, basically approving of these kinds of acts. He was going to another city, and the Lord Jesus spoke to him, and he had a, an encounter with the Lord of Revelation. It's like, no, you're persecuting me. Why are you hurting me, Saul? And so then he changed his name from Saul, Saul to the to Apostle Paul. Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And that's when he had a conversion. And then after that conversion is when these words were spoken to mm-hmm. him in in, mm-hmm. in Corinthians. Um, related to this issue, so he wouldn't become prideful. Which
0: is also a great story, or a great account. I don't. I hate calling the accounts in the Bible stories because they're not store. They're like actual facts and things that happen. Yeah, they're true. So I don't like. I personally, it's just a thing with me. It's an account, you know, yeah. the account of the Apostle Paul. <laughs> um, but it, but the account of P- Apostle Paul and what happened to him is is proof. Right there in the word that God will use anybody. God will and can use anybody, regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity, ethnicity, regardless of your culture, regardless of what you've done or didn't do. God will use you if you open yourself up to him.
1: Amen. So the first step that we wanted to talk to you about when you deal with uh, the three steps to dealing with insecurities, the first one is you turn to God, just like Paul did.
0: We don't make it hard.
1: Paul turned to God. First and foremost. God doesn't so make hard So whatever say. you turn to in times of trouble, that is going to be your security. So a lot of okay. people turn to a lot of things for, you know, security. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be food. Um, it could be your work. Um, it could be, you know, you're turning from your spouse to someone else to comfort you because maybe there's some troubled times. There's a lot of different yeah. people and or places that you can turn, or things that you can turn to, for security, but that's not where we should find our security. That's and that's and a good. Those things aren't going to
0: work. You made me think about something to ask yeah. everybody out there. You know, what do you turn to in times of trouble life? Life starts getting bumpy and hilly. What do you turn to? That's a question I want you to ask yourself. Because do you start? quoting scriptures back to the enemy? Do you start reading your Bible in areas that are going to encourage you in that time that you're at? Or do you, like you're saying, turn to uh, I'm going to drink or I'm going to smoke weed or crack or whatever. I'm going to to go shopping, you know, or I'm going to eat this ice cream. You know, all of that is indicative of, of turning to something other than God. And, and so that's... To a, bring comfort and to bring, to bring security. Yeah, to bring security. So you have
1: to ask yourself, what am I turning to? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah, what I am I turning that. to? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you not hear what I said? Yeah, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know me. I do know my husband. <laughs> He's just reinforcing what I'm, I'm saying. I'm reinforcing
1: it. Sorry. Um, so yeah, what you what are you going to turn to in times of trouble? All right. That's what Paul had to do. So, and you want to go finally to the secret place.
0: Absolutely. That's oh, your you answer. You have to you have, you have to. to go to
1: the secret place. You have to go to that place where you're seeking God with all your heart, uh, looking for understanding, looking for answers to your circumstances, to your situations. And when you in do, here in yes, the word. And when you do that, not on Netflix, our God will provide you the answer.
0: Amen. He Amen. will. So the second thing, that we have for the second step we have is to embrace your weakness which is exactly what the apostle paul did yeah because we don't know to to this day i don't know that that anybody really ever knows exactly uh, beyond being in heaven with with the apostle paul what his thorn in the flesh yep. was uh, there's a lot of people that say it was this, it was that. It was. Some you people know, thought it was a disease or a whatever, sickness or whatever. You know. But
1: I think there's been some teachings from evangelist Dan that that's basically said it really wasn't a sickness or disease. That's kind of what people have thought it has been, but it's it's not that. But we don't know. I think specifically what yeah. that thorn in the flesh yeah. was, but yeah. it was a tormenting thing. Exactly. It, it bothered exactly. Him all the time.
0: And and so so we know <laughs> that Paul embraced his weakness in in somebody that uh, prided himself on strength. And, and intelligence, and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, Paul had to humble himself and embrace his weakness. So we're not saying that embracing your weakness means you don't have to work on yourself. That is absolutely not what we're saying. You mm-hmm. have to work on those insecurities in your life. You have to work on those things in your life that are holding you back from that complete uh, life, that complete resurrected life, I guess I would say, with Jesus Christ. Um, He wants you to live, God wants you to live free and blessed. But if there are things in your life that are hindering you um, from uh, and and causing you to be insecure, um, though, that's what we're talking about, you know, embrace your weakness. My weakness is I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. I can't do all things and Mm -hmm. I can't be all things. And so I have to understand that I need to prioritize my life around my abilities and the talents that God gave me. Um, And, and adhering to his word. And so embracing that I'm not super mom or super wife or super grandma or super anything, you know, in the eyes of God, I am, I mean, there's a difference there. So don't hear me, hear me wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, but if I could change myself, if I could make myself whole and perfect and, Mm -hmm. and, and everything that I wanted it to be, why would I need God? You know, if I can do that in and of myself, I'm not dependent on the Lord. And that's where he needs us to be, is dependent on because him. Because
1: God wants to be our shepherd. You exactly. Know? We're, we're referenced, I mean, as sheep. Uh, and so Jesus was considered a sheep led to slaughter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because he was, you know, dying for the sins of the world. Amen. Uh, to give us freedom, to give us uh, eternal hope, and to, to give us the ability to have authority in this life right now. Amen to walk and to carry power and authority to do the things and carry out the purposes that God has for us. Yes. So God wants to be our shepherd. He loves being our shepherd. He wants to lead us. He wants to teach us. But we have to, as you've already said, um, we have to humble ourselves and submit to him and do what he calls us to do. Things that Saul was when we talked about this last week, Saul wasn't willing to do what God told him to do mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so as a
1: result of that, bad things came upon His life, the the kingship, the anointing of being king over Israel was removed from him. Amen. And so um, if you want the things, you want the blessings of God to come out in your life, you want the blessings to come out into your marriage, and God is speaking to you to deal with something in your life, some insecurity in your life, which is what we're talking about, allow the Lord to heal that thing. Mm -hmm. Allow the Lord to give you strength over that thing. Allow the Lord to help bring you through that thing and know that he is going to in your weakness.
0: Yeah, as the as he told Apostle Paul, your my my grace is sufficient for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. You may continue doing work for me as you are, even with the thorn in the flesh, because I have grace for you. I have grace for that. I will supply all that you need yeah. in doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah. The world looks at something. A substance. We already talked about, you know, there's substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Um, pornography, pornography, sex, gluttony. The world looks. The world looks for things, yeah, yeah, to bring comfort, to to help with an issue. But right. believers, when you're a believer and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you look to someone. Amen. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the one that helps us to overcome and to be victorious. Not those other things. Those other things will leave your life empty. They always Amen. will. Amen. They'll never bring you the true um, peace and comfort and love and joy that you're looking for in your life. It'll Amen. never happen through those means. But Amen. God will yes. and God can. Yes. So we can, we need God and we cannot find God <clears throat> until we humble ourselves and embrace our weaknesses. Amen. That's the most That's important right. thing. So That's the right. third thing we want you to do is Put your faith in God's grace. That's what Paul did. He said, Amen. you know, my Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. So we have to, grace is unmerited favor. That's what that word means actually in the original language. It's unmerited favor. So God's going to give you favor in something that you're like, I don't deserve favor here. Yeah, actually you do because it's his grace. It's his work that's going to uh, help you in this. time. I don't, you know, you don't have to deserve it. That's what God's grace is. Right. Uh, but when you need God the most, you deserve it the least. You're going to have to help me with that statement. What? When you need God the most, you deserve it the least.
0: So so basically... Um, I'm
1: missing it right now. Are you? Yeah.
0: So when I am messing up in life, mm-hmm. when I am not following what God is telling me to follow, when I am doing my own thing and being the boss of my life, mm-hmm. I deserve... I deserve... God's grace the least because I'm choosing to do my own thing. I see. I got help? it now. That, okay.
1: Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome,
0: babe. I was. Yeah. I need some help there. It's all right. We all need I'm help bud.
1: That's why you know God gives us each other to help one yeah. another and yeah. to spur on our faith. Can you say Amen?
0: I guess a better way to say that is when you think you deserve it the least, but but some of that is you know as believers we choose to do things that are not honoring to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and, and that, you would think, I'm deserving the least mm-hmm. of God's grace.
1: The scripture that's coming to my mind, and and I'm not remember. I know it's New Testament, but um, while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. So I, what we want to make sure that you understand is that you don't have to come to God and you have to be perfect for Him to accept you. While yeah. we were still sinners, yeah. Christ came. He left His heavenly home. God sent Him here. And he fulfilled the work that he was called to do while we were still sinners. So we don't have to be perfect. Right. To you to, to, to have the grace of God.
0: Yes, because in, in Matthew eleven, twenty eight to thirty, okay. God said it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: So, you know, Christ is the way. Christ is the one. We need him. We need Jesus. We need him. You need Jesus. I'm telling you, you need Jesus. He brings peace. He brings comfort that the world can never bring, ever. Amen. And um, when you're dealing with uh, insecurities in your life, uh, he's going to be the one that's going to have the right answer. And his right answer is in his word. You know, So you can look up topical studies, you know, like, okay, I'm dealing with fear. Uh, I deal with worry. I deal with control. You can you can look that up topically, and you can start to study what the Word of God actually says about those Amen. things. Amen. Um, we cannot get our act together until we turn to God. So that's the most important thing. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, there is grace. There is love. There's un- unconditional love, right? I think about the story of the uh, the parable of the of the law, of the son. Um, no, yeah.
0: The prodigal son? The
1: prodigal son. Okay. That I'm just having That's trouble. Okay. I'm, got, I'm I got to, you. Thank you. So the parable of the prodigal son, right? So he, you know, he had this inheritance he got from his father. He left home. He wasted all of his inheritance, so much so that he was actually living with the pigs in the pig pen, hmm. rolling in the mud, eating whatever the pigs were eating. Ew. But, but he had gross. been given by his father, which is a representation of God, right? This great inheritance, but he just... He just, you know, gave it all away. He just wasted it, right? Mm-hmm. But God is always looking. So his father, the picture is, his father was staying out on the porch of his home, and he was always looking at a distance, hoping and longing for his son to come home. And so one day his father saw him coming home, and so he says to his, to his other son who, who stayed home and, and continued to work with his father and help him around the family farm and everything else, he said, go kill the fattened calf and get the, the robe for him, the fine robe and a ring, and put it on his finger because we're going to celebrate because my lost son has just come home. He's just come home. And that's that's our heart for you. We know because we were sinners who were lost from God. We, we, we did not have peace with God at one time in our life. But I'm telling you that you have a Father in heaven who's, waiting on a porch with open arms saying, just come home. I've got better for you. I've always had better for you. Don't settle for something less than my best. That's what God says to you. I've got better, better for your life, better for your marriage, better for your family. I have better. And he wants you to have that. And, And the way that you have that is when you have a saving relationship with his son Amen. Jesus Christ. You Amen. trust and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that came. The Bible says, you know, that we've all sinned mm-hmm. and we have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. Amen. From from the beginning of time, we've all fallen short, right? But God knew that. And and I quoted that scripture earlier. While we were still yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. So God already had the solution, the answer, to make a way that so we could still be a part of his family for eternity. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the only way. He is the truth and the life and the only way to God the Father to live in eternity. And so would you accept Christ today? Would you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior today? Amen. Whoever calls, the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be, will be saved. So would you just do that? And if you do that, what you're basically saying as you follow along in this prayer with me is you're recognizing that you're a sinner, realizing that you're, you're, you're never going to, in and of yourself, live up to the standards of God, who is perfectly holy, perfectly right in everything, You're never going to live up to that. So you're recognizing that you're falling short. You are repenting and saying that, yes, I am a sinner and I repent of my sins. And thirdly and lastly, that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. the work that he did on the cross for you and I. That's Mm -hmm. what you're doing when you pray this prayer right now. So would you just pray along with me right now, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that as that father in that story of the, uh, of the prodigal son, his father was standing on that porch. That's your father in heaven right now with open arms, mm. ready to receive you today. Amen, amen. And so pray this prayer with me out loud. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear
0: Lord Jesus.
1: I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner. I recognize that I have sinned in my life.
0: I recognize that I've sinned in my life.
1: And I ask you now.
0: And I ask you now.
1: Uh, to forgive me, forgive me of my sins, of my sins. I repent, I repent. I repent of all the sins, I repent of my sins that sin I've committed, that I've committed. And I thank you, and I thank you, and I receive you now, and I receive you. Now. I receive the work you did, Lord Jesus. I
0: receive the work that you did,
1: Lord on Jesus, on the cross, on the cross, on Calvary, on Calvary, that you shed your blood for me, that you shed your blood for me, and that you have. Uh, risen from the dead. And that you've risen from the dead. And that you're coming back for me. And you're coming back for me. To take me home.
0: To take me home. To
1: be with you. To be with you. In eternity. In eternity. So I receive you now. I
0: receive you now. As
1: my Lord.
0: As my Lord. And
1: my Savior. And my Savior. And I thank you for it.
0: And I thank you. And
1: I give you all the
0: praise. Give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. All the glory.
1: It's in Jesus' wonderful name
0: that I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you. Thank you you so much.
0: If you've just given your life to Christ, we ask that you would just go to revivalnow.com. On our homepage, there's a red button that says, I just got saved. Click that button. It'll take you to a little form that you'll fill out just to let us know so we can celebrate with you. Uh, We won't send you any propaganda, any uh, mass mailings, anything. It's just simply so that we can begin to pray for you, pray with you um, and also send you some resources to help you on this new journey. Amen. Amen.
1: Hey, so God bless you guys. We love you. Um, Hey, we want to pray for you. As Donna said, if you gave your life to Christ, we want to get you some materials. And so please do that. Don't, don't let it pass. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Pray that prayer. Amen. Receive Lord Jesus today. So God bless you. We love you so much. Love you. See you next time. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at revivalnow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at revivalnow.com.